You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the Speeds and Spittin' Statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, ha <laughs> right here with the Fantasy Sports Network, we're doing what our thing is to, uh, you know, win our leagues and win that cash with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, got a good show for you, it is opening day, it is the start of baseball season, hope springs eternal, so you know what we got to do i gotta give you my official you know superlatives predictions we gotta wrap that up as you know drafts have now happened the bunting is out on the windows on the uh you know facades and and we're gonna really pop it off okay so we're gonna get into that for the start of baseball we are also gonna touch on the nfl a little bit later on in the show you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what the Giants and Odell Beckham are going through. Maybe a game of chicken. Uh, maybe it's new ownership. Or maybe it's new, not new ownership. Maybe it's new general managership. Uh, Gettleman. We'll talk about that a little bit. And you know, as always, we put the fun in functional sports content. We're going to get into that. We got a poll question up as well, okay? You got to check it out on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Check it out. The question is, with the start of opening day and baseball season, what do you think is the best one-two combination in Major League Baseball? And you could think of that in a couple of different ways, right? You could think of that at the plate, or you could think about that in terms of arms, right? And so the poll question tries to capture all of that. The options for you, is it Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg? to fire right-handed arms for the Washington Nationals. You'll see how much I like the Washington Nationals a little bit later on in the show. Is it the new kind of twin towers with the baby Bronx Bombers? Is it Giancarlo Stan and all rise for the judge, Aaron Judge number 99, right? Because they, many people predict they're going to hit over 100 home runs combined, right? Are they the best one-two punch? Or if you think about arms, can you stay in the division where National is on the East Coast and think about the Mets one-two punch? I'm talking about Thor, Noah Syndergaard coming back, along with Jacob deGrom, one of the most consistent pitchers in the last three years in the National League. That could be even a better starting pitching duo than the one down I-95. Or think about this, a different kind of take on an offensive duo for the world champion Houston Astros up the middle. Okay, remember how like the Detroit Tigers back in the 80s had Trammell and Whitaker? We're talking about AL MVP Jose Altuve and up-and-coming potential MVP candidate Carlos Correa. Which of these combos is the best one-two in all of baseball? I'll give you my take on that a little bit later on. But first, let's think about these awards that we are going to talk about here for Major League Baseball. The first one is that I want to go into is the Cy Young. Okay, we got to make our pick for the Cy Young. Um, I'm going with the third choice, okay? I know this Clayton Kershaw, you got to love him. He's actually going at uh, plus 120 right now. Max Scherzer, second choice, going at plus 160. I am going with Thor. 
I'm going with Noah Syndergaard. I think he has the best stuff in the game. I think he's going to wind up having like the best, you know, average velocity fastball. I think he's also got that sick slider. I think he's got a lot of pitches. He's got that intimidation factor. I just think he is the most electric starter out there. I think if he gets a full season in, he can contend for the NL Cy Young. So that is my pick for the NL Cy Young. I like Thor. Listen, you're not going to make any money. If you're going with Kershaw, if you're going with Scherzer, right? So in the AL, in the AL, it's tougher for me. In the AL, it's tougher for me. You got your favorites out there. You got Chris Sale at plus 180. You got Corey Kluber at plus 200. I think Carrasco is interesting, also in Cleveland, at plus 650. But I'm going to say here's where you go for kind of, um, here's where I think you can get the the crazy pop-off value. All right? What about if he has this bounce back? What about David Price? What about David Price for the Red Sox. I mean, everyone focused on sale, but Price, remember, before these injuries, he was a workhorse for a long time. 200 innings, 200 innings, you know, strikeouts to match. I think he has an opportunity to bounce back in that two spot behind sale and really show up, show out, show off this season and watch out for Price and you can get a good return on that. Or what about a guy like Archer? What about a guy like Archer for Tampa Bay? I don't even think he's going to finish the season necessarily with the Rays. You know, so that could be very interesting as well. You can get him at plus 2,300, and maybe he gets a little bit, maybe he gets moved somewhere, you know, in in halfway into the summer. Um, let's think about the MVP race. If we think about the MVP race in the American League, I said it as part of the poll question before. I am going with Carlos Correa. I think Carlos Correa, I mean, he had a great year last year. He had a great year last year. He was a first-round fantasy pick. In my opinion, okay? And he only, he had less than 500 at-bats because he missed some time with that hand-thumb injury in the middle of the season. You get a full season out of him as he's ascending without incredible pressure on him when he's got the defending MVP, you know, next to him in the lineup, you know, as his double play combo. I like Correa. You can get him at plus 800. Another shortstop. In the AL to think about as well as Francisco Lindor. A lot of people like the Cleveland Indians as the speeds. And uh, Lindor could be the guy that carries him. But you can't forget about, you know, that lineup is just so deep, similar to Houston, that it's hard to pick one guy out. You know, Jose Ramirez out of nowhere had an MVP kind of conversation. But honestly, I think you probably got to go, you know, if you're not going to do the Correa. Otherwise, I recommend this being a place where you go chalk. And the chalk here is Mike Trout, only plus 140, right? But here's the thing. I think they have finally put some other offensive weapons around Mike Trout. You're getting a full season of Justin Upton. You're getting Ian Kinsler maybe at the top of that lineup. You know, I think the Cozart signing was good as well. I think they're finally putting other pieces around Trout. And that just leads to more runs and more RBIs. Okay, so I like Trout to maybe get a slight bump in his opportunity and potential for run production. So with that in mind, it really is hard going elsewhere in the American League for the most valuable player, especially when he didn't get it last year. You know, a lot of people used to say that it was the same kind of thing as Oh, Jordan or LeBron right now, like he could be the MVP every year. And, you know, and that argument was made for Mike Trout. And then guess what? He didn't win it last year. You know, when Jose Altuve came up and did it last year. So, you know, maybe it's time to get right back in line and give it to Mike Trout at plus 140. I wouldn't be surprised that. It's interesting to see what the Yankees 
are at, you know, Stan's at plus 800, Judge at plus 1200. If you want a dark horse and you think who's going to benefit in that lineup the most, and you think it's Gary Sanchez, you can get him at plus 2500. Edwin Encarnacion, if you want to take a, uh, a chance on a different Indian, which could be interesting, as at 3500. Uh, what if Miguel Sano carries the Twins in a surprise run? He's at 6,500. Those are some guys if you want to, you know, go a little bit deeper and get a little bit of a bigger return for my clients on the Stats Over Beat Cypher, that would be a place that I could see going. But honestly, you got to have Trout covered. I think it's the chalk on this one. Um, is if, if we go to the NL, in terms of MVP, I am telling this story, and you'll see this when I make my playoff predictions. I am telling the story that this could be a very, very big uh, swan song for one Bryce Harper in Washington, right? That said, he is a plus 250 favorite for the NL MVP. Um, other than that, if you went to one of the Cubs, it, 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 it's interesting to me that Rizzo is plus 1,000 and Brian is plus 350. You know, how much bigger of a favorite Brian is than Rizzo in that same lineup if the Cubs go ahead and win 96 games, right? You know, it could be either one of them that actually is the person who would get votes and be the guy who's seen as having the MVP season on that team, in my opinion. You know, so it's interesting that you can get that difference in value between those guys. And and listen, a lot of people, you know, the best actual hitter, ballpark be damned, you know, record be damned, could be just Nolan Arnauto. And, and you know, every now and then one of these players who are not on a team that is in a major market, not on a team that gets a lot of hype, you know, has this weird excuse um, with the ballpark, you know, doesn't get his due. But every now and then, one of those kind of hitters just have an absolutely ridiculous season, and you have to give him the MVP. And I think Nolan Arenado can threaten something like that this year as well. You could see him doing a 335, 47, 130 kind of year and being just, you know, the production being too hard to argue with. And if you wanted to do that, he is at a uh, 4 to 1 right now. You know, so that I would still go. I want to go Harper. I like Harper, but I think Arenado could also get it done in the NL. As we look then, forget about the uh, players now for a little bit. Think about the actual teams here. This is where we make our predictions. And if listen, if you're a fan of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, if you've been down with Speed the Spitting Statistician here on the Fantasy Sports Network for a hot minute, you know that I, this is where we make this is where we make our money. Okay, this is where we make our money. Last year at this time, I gave you the Houston Astros to win the AL pennant. And I said I liked them a little bit in the World Series. But they gave, I gave you them in the ALC for the, to win the ALCS. In the NFL season, I did the same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Check the tape. Okay, so here is where you to hear my World Series matchup and go put these teams. A lot of, and and I, I must say this first though. You know, we are in a, an era of baseball which is um, top heavy. You know, there are about six or seven dominant teams in Major League Baseball right now, and we can name them all, you know, there's probably, there's one in each division, you know, there was a big runaway in each division last year, there are big division favorites this year, you know, we're talking about, 
in the AL. We're talking about the Astros. We're talking about the Indians. We're talking about the Yankees. In the National League, you know, we're talking about the Dodgers. We're talking about the Cubs. We're talking about the Nationals, right? And then you got to put in the Red Sox a little bit. Then it's like, who do you like, right? So those are the teams. And yes, yes, my teams are from within that group. You know, I, I I will say I like the Mets as a dark horse to make the playoffs and make a move with that rotation. I really do. I will say I like what the Milwaukee Brewers are doing. I will say I like what the Los Angeles Angels are doing. We'll see what happens with Otani. Okay. Um, I like what the Twins are doing, but I think they're years away. Um, so here's what I'll say is if you look at the NL pennant, if you look at the NL pennant, you have the first choice is the Dodgers at, two, at plus 200. Your second choice is the Cubs at plus 330. Your third choice is the Nats at plus 380. Of those, I am going to refer back to that poll question about the best one-two punch. And the only team here that has one of those is the Nationals with Stras- uh, Scherzer and Strasburg. And I'm going to take them at plus 380. They are my National League pick right now. Book it, the Washington Nationals. I think you can get an MVP caliber season out of Bryce Harper. I think you're going to have Trey Turner, Trey, 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 um, you know, stealing 50 to 60 bases, hitting, you know, around 300, getting on base, scoring runs out of the Zimmerman Murphy group. You know, you're going to get some production. I think a healthy Eaton is a very good, it's, it's, it's a good overall squad. If Doolittle can hold down the back end, and if not, they have other options there, give me the Washington Nationals. I will say this, my dark horse, and I can't believe I'm saying this, y'all who know speeds know as a Yankee fan, I can't believe I'm saying this, my dark horse, where I think there could be value, is the New York Metropolitans. They are plus 1,300, and if you tell me you can run out Syndergaard, DeGrom, and then whichever one of these other guys, whether it be Harvey or Matz or, you know, Vargas or Wheeler, get hot throughout the year, that is formidable with an offense that has legitimate power that you don't think about in the National League between not only Cespedes but Bruce and Frazier and others. Uh, Conforto is back, going to be back very, very soon as well. Watch out for the Mets, but my pick ultimately is the Washington Nationals. In the American League, you have co-favorites. Houston Astros and the New York Yankees are at plus 220. Give me the next choice once again. That's the Cleveland Indians at plus 330. I think the Indians are going to make a mockery of the AL Central. They will have the AL Central by the time you do your second beach wedding of the summer, okay? And and they'll be able to have home field advantage. I think the Indians will have home field advantage because they will run away with the AL Central, and I like then that matchup, okay? And give me the Indians at plus 330. If you need a dark horse somehow, um... I like the Angels a little bit at plus 800. If guys like Garrett Richards, if guys like Tyler Skaggs, if guys like Matt Shoemaker and Otani can, you know, can produce. That offense is going to be better than people think. Um, So give me in the World Series the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Nationals. You can get them both to win the World Series at about plus 6 to plus 800. Those are the moves I like. Give me the Indians over the Nationals in the very, very and because I love these other pitchers for the Indians. I love me. Not only do we have Bauer. I mean, excuse me. Not only do we have um, 
Kluber, right? The Cy Young Award winner, my pick to potentially do it again. Um, then you have Carrasco. Then you have Bauer, who we're going to talk about again in a little bit when we put the fun in functional sports, okay? Um, then you have um, Clevenger. You know, and you have Salazar, and you have all these arms. You know the bullpen. You have the the way Tito Francona manages that bullpen, and you have an offense that is left and right filled with young, up and coming talent, including potential MVP candidates. I can name three of them: in Lindor, Ramirez, and Double E Edwin Encarnacion. Walking the parrot, give me the Cleveland Indians as Speeds is picked to get it done. Right here, that's the pick of the Fantasy Freestyle. Check this out. Um, What we're going to do is when we come back, we are going to talk. We're going to continue the baseball theme, okay? Now that we got our picks in, we're going to continue the baseball theme. And I'm going to tell you about some things that I want you to see early on in the season. Here are some things we are going to pay attention to early on in the season with Stats Overbeat Cypher. We're going to pay attention to these things. I got to get them out early, you know what I mean? Including we tip our cap to someone on Speeds' championship pick winning team, the Cleveland Indians. We're going to talk a little bit about how Trevor Bauer has fought the arbitration system, in my opinion, and he has won. He is officially an honorary member of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We'll tell you why when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. You know what it is. Aha! Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. <laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> Since 1995, Real-Time Fantasy Sports has been the most trusted site in the fantasy industry. Home to an award-winning commissioner service and endless money leagues offered at a variety of formats and skill levels, RTSports.com is the only destination for the fantasy player who wants it all. Plus, RT Sports offers the most reliable and quickest payouts for any level of fantasy player. Do you like trades? Hate trades? Want a league for just three weeks? No problem. RTSports.com offers it all. And to ease the gameplay for all kinds of players, we're optimized for desktop, phone, or your tablet, making it simple to play wherever, whenever. 
Ready to get started? Head to rtsports.com slash lobby to check out all the games we have to offer and sign up to play today. rtsports.com, everything a fantasy player could ever want under one award-winning roof. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Dave Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. We're here on the Fantasy Sports Network. you got to uh, check it out on Twitter, at Spitting Speeds. we got the poll question up. I was asking you guys, as we were doing my predictions, our stu- superlatives, I was asking you about the best one-two combination in Major League Baseball. Is it Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg in Washington? Is it Judge and Stanton in New York? Is it Altuve and Correa in Houston? Or is it Syndergaard and DeGrom with the New York Mets? You can find me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Also, do me a favor. The best thing to do here, because early in the week, you catch me live and direct from Studio 34 with the Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, and you see the video, you know, on Twitter, on YouTube, um, or you hear the late week pod. But do me a favor, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, review. It really helps, you know, helps more people. It's like telling a friend to tell a friend. And that's how we do it digitally, you know, without the uh, without the Russian farms and the bots. But, yo, if you got the Russian farms and bots, Cambridge Analytica, come holler at your boy's speed. You know what I'm saying? Um I told you about our overall picks. What we're going to do right here is I'm going to give you my regular news and notes from Major League Baseball. And we're going to get into a couple of stories that I think are really important throughout the year. We're going to keep our eye on them. First of all, Sal Perez, catcher for the Kansas City Royals, um, he tore his MCL. Check this out. He tore his MCL while moving luggage. Okay, he is going to be out like six to eight weeks, they say, with an MCL injury. And this is a guy, Sal Perez, who plays a lot of innings uh, for the Kansas City Royals, plays a lot of games. There were stretches. Remember, the Royals went to uh, back-to-back World Series. 
few years ago. He was playing them and them playing in, you know, WBC. And so, so he is going to be on the shelf for a while. That is a big blow to a Kansas City Royals offense that has already lost the likes of Lorenzo Cain, already lost the likes of Eric Hosmer. I don't expect much of that offense anyway. And between him and like Whit Merrifield, and now Sal Perez is down. What, what can Mustakas do? That's a big blow to the Kansas City Royals. Remember, the, one of the last free agent arms that were available in the bullpen was Greg Holland. He now has uh, signed a one-year $14 million deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's going to probably have the close role in St. Louis. That means Gregerson, who was kind of in line there. You got to fade him. He is now Fugazi. And I wanted to make it known. Check this out. You know, some of the uh, big-time details we're going to be talking about all the time and some of the stats we talk about launch angle. One of the big ones is exit velocity. Did you see in his first swing as a member of the New York Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run to the opposite field? Okay, and that was sick enough, and I really love him going oppo, especially in Yankee Stadium, going towards the short porch with that closed-off stance. That's something to monitor, but here's why I think this is important. His exit velocity for this was 117 miles an hour. That is the fastest or hardest exit velo that has been measured ever going to the opposite field. Alright, so that's the kind of power, raw power that he is going to be bringing. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I also wanted to make sure I mentioned that uh, you can get that new Exit Velo City shirt out of uh, Rotoware with my boy Kenneth Cashman. You know what it is over there. The other thing I got to tell you about is if you're in the DFS world, Okay, you got to go on over to Fantasy Factor. Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. F flatter prize pools, smaller fields, single entry contests only. Okay, it's only single entry contests. It's not about those algorithms, those dudes putting in 25, 50, 100 lineups in these tournaments against you. If you're just, you know, you're just a fish then, bro. If you're going anywhere other than Fantasy Factor. They're also doing NHL and NBA free rolls every week. It's a free entry. Just sign up and enter. Go on over to www.fantasy.com. FantasyFactor.com. All right, check this out. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle, there's a couple of other stories I really want to talk about that you need to keep your eye on in Major League Baseball. We're here celebrating, you know, opening day, opening weekend in Major League Baseball where hope springs eternal. We're over here in NYC. Um, so nice it named it twice that... I think the Mets and the Yankees are playoff bound this year for interesting different reasons. The Yankees with their bullpen, with their offense, the Mets with their starting pitching. So it's going to be a very interesting season. Will it be the top heavy teams like I discussed? But here's another theme is, you know, the spike in home runs. People are talking about this launch angle. And people are talking about exit velo. I talked about power that you needed to get in fantasy baseball draft. Big shout out to uh, the King, Scott Angle, hooking me up. I did some writing. And uh, you can go and get that. It's in the Washington Post right now on Associated Press. My article about getting power in fantasy baseball. You can also find it on my Twitter. Um, but the ball itself, I think, is something that is going to have a lot of conversation. Part of the spike of this is not just you know people trying to uppercut swing and the three true outcomes. People are thinking that the ball itself is part part of the change. Listen, last year, there were 6,105 home runs in Major League Baseball. That is a new record. It beat um, by over 500 home runs the height of the steroid era in 2000, which had the uh, record. Okay, And it beat last year, which was third all-time, by 500, 550 home runs. Okay, This is a growing trend. There has been a huge spike. And the ball itself is another variable. The balls did actually change. Okay, after the like 2015 All-Star break, 
okay? Um, Sports Science has said this. ESPN has said this. 538, they've all verified this, okay? Um, but most of this, most of uh, when you look at the ball, most of you think about, like, the exterior, but it was actually the interior, what they call the quote-unquote rubber-coated pill that, um, you know, they found differences in. The newer ones are less dense in the core, Okay, literally a lighter core of the baseball, which could make it fly further. The actual chemical composition of it is different. It is bouncier. It is less air resistant. Okay, and the seams are um, not as raised. It's the, the seams are actually less raised. The ball is slicker. All of these things help, you know, um, reduce, say, drag and wind resistance so that the ball actually does fly. I also, I have been telling you guys, I've been telling my BFFs, Mikey Florio and Frank Stanfield for the last, like, two years that they changed the manufacturer of the ball. Literally, Rawlings' plan moved from Haiti to Costa Rica. Um, and at the same time, Rawlings was also, like, applying for patents on how to make bouncier balls outside of um, major, their Major League Baseball contract. So, like, they had that technology to do so. Um, this is not some conspiracy theory. This is this, this is straight up. Like, they applied for the patent. Like, that's documentable. Okay? Um, when you add all of these things together, you know, like the slicker ball, the the, the lighter core, the, the potential differences in the pill, the uh, the differences in, like, the um, the seams, themselves, uh, the raisedness of the seams. Um, scientists say it can go eight and a half feet further. Okay? Statisticians say that's 25% kind of a difference in home runs that could make a huge spike like what we've seen from say 2014 to 2017 where we've seen literally a 40% spike in home runs okay so this is absolutely real and then check it out you know but Major League Baseball sort of still says oh no you know we're not doing anything differently but a lot of players are you know saying like I have seen baseballs that were from this era and from a different era you can tell and Justin Verlander is big on this you know Justin Verlander is very um you know he's been outspoken in the past before um I you know I venture to say the Richard, the Richard Sherman of uh uh Major League Baseball with a but with a poster model wife um and he literally said that uh he shouted out uh, Manfred on this. Said he thinks there's enough out there to say that um, when Manfred says the balls haven't changed, that that is not true. This was, you know, he was in the World Series where there was 24 home runs in seven games. Okay, he actually tweeted this out. I put it on my timeline as well. A graph of say like the exit velocity and the launch angle, you know, which would be. You know, in essence, if you're thinking about geometry, you know, like how far it's going to go and at what line, right? Um, and that's a that's part of it. And then the other thing would be to see when you launch those parabolas and how far they go and how far they fly, um, how many of them are home runs. And he's and and this graph that Verlander tweeted out shows that there is actually a difference that balls that were hit in with the same exit velocity and launch angle in 2014 versus 2017 now are home runs so the variables like you know if we're doing the scientific method the variables are is the ball itself right and so you know verlander says listen it's ultimately fine because it's the same for all but he's on he's just more on some like don't lie kind of thing about it and 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 for me you know so this is this is something to look at all year the ball itself the home runs the launch angle this power this is going to be something that is talked about at nauseum this season because we are going to see offense and chicks do, do luck dig the long ball right but for me it's a larger thing 
Okay, for me, it's this idea of baseball as such a record book sport. Okay, you know that honors its traditions and its records and its its uh, numbers, right? And we talk about things like oh, the steroids era and 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 the stats that Barry Bonds had. I have maintained that I don't care about steroids, and one of the reasons why is because you can't compare errors. You cannot tell the difference between you know after expansion or in a sport that raises and lowers the mound or in a sport where in one league the pitcher can hit and in another league the pitcher cannot or when Babe Ruth never hit a home run against a black man or a Spanish man and now you're also going to tell me that they're changing the ball itself and the composition of the ball to potentially angle what kind of effort would relate in what kind of outcome that's why another argument why you cannot like compare era to era in the things like the Hall of Fame, why these steroids should not be an automatic qualifier and disqualifier out for the Hall of Fame. You know, there have been so many changes and evolutions in the game. That is just another reason why you have to compare era versus era. But this conversation about the ball itself is going to be there and be there in a big way. Watch that all season. And we'll keep talking about it on the Stats Overbeat Cypher right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Another topic that I think will be a theme all season long is the shift. Okay, the shift is a huge deal. And the shift will continue to be... A big deal, and some teams are going to get even more and more extreme with it. Remember, everyone is tinkering with everything. Remember how in the last episode we talked about a four-man and a bullpen day, a four-man rotation and a bullpen day, how multiple teams are thinking about going six-man rotations to give everybody extra rest, okay? Another thing is in this shift. We have seen dramatic shifts, but A.J. Hinch is talking about for the Astros potentially doing things even crazier um, with left with pull lefties. Moving third baseman Alex Bregman from left, excuse me, from third base and putting him in left field. Moving the left fielder over to left center, the right, the center fielder over to right center, leaving the right fielder. You know, and then this does not even end the idea of the martini glass shift where you already have Altuve in this scenario playing in short right center field. So in essence, we're talking about five defensive players on the outfield grass. The shortstop, in essence, directly behind second base. And then a first baseman. Okay, we're talking about that kind of extreme. And, and, and part of it, as Hinch explains it, is the mental aspect of it. He says, quote, there is a psychological part of this on the hitter that I'm looking at too. How much does it mess with the psyche of the hitter? And I've watched this spring guys try to change their swing and try to hit the ball the other way and hit the ball to the gap. That's largely advantage to us when big hitters like that do that. And I don't know, I am of, of two minds on this. Okay, because I used to always say, you should go try and take your hit against the shift. If you bump down the third base line just one time, they've got to keep you honest. And if this is happening so dramatically, these power hitters need to learn how to just take their hit, go the other way. That's what you think. But I'm reminded once, I, um, I used to work for an organization that had Mark Teixeira on its board. And I spoke to Mark about this. Okay, a big pull hitter, teams used to shift against them. And I said, why don't you just drop, you know, butcher boy, one down third base or slap one down third base. He looked at me and he said, Dane, I'm paid to drive in runs. And he said he can't get into that. So I wonder if there is a mental aspect like that. Last year, you know, Joe Madden has done this before. He's one of the only uh, 
managers who has done this. Okay, he did it against Big Poppy when he was the Rage manager. He did it in last year in 2017 against Joey Votto. You know, it kind of reminds me of like in beer league softball. You know you can pull everything, but do you try to go opposite field? And if you try, you're not putting your good swing on it. I do. I know that from Zog Sports. Instead, I'm going to try and rake, and I'm going to try and hit a dope line drive right up the middle to left center field. You know, and so I would do that regardless of the defensive layout. So I see it both ways, but this is something you're going to see throughout the rest of the season. The shifts that people come up with, the defense is usually driven by data, is going to be very interesting. And the, the other part that I want to say, here's the last thing I want to say. We're going to be seeing this for the next two and a half months, so a good chunk of the baseball season. And I'm telling you, here on the Stats Over Beat Cypher, you have to hear about it probably first or at least second, at least better than fifth, let's say. All right, and this is why one of my favorite players on the team that I'm picking now for the World Series is Trevor Bauer. First of all, if you ever remember the show 24, one of the best shows was in our best TV show of all time tournament. Shout out to Chris Bavona, the manimal who held us down with that uh, tournament. If you know about Jack Bauer, then you love Trevor Bauer. Um, but Trevor Bauer is a fun-loving guy um, in... 2016, two years ago, you may have heard of him when he was in the playoffs and he um, had to pitch but with a huge injury to his hand after he was in a drone accident. He was flying a drone and his hand got caught in the propeller, sliced his hand up all kinds of nasty. There's horrible pictures. Go online and check it out. And he pitched through it, tried to pitch through it anyway. You remember, like, the bloody sock of Schilling? Well, this was actual blood. This was real. Okay? But then check this out. He, like I said before, makes a mockery of the arbitration system. He basically just wanted to be funny. And so, at first, he wanted to have his request in arbitration be $6.9 million. $69. Right? But his lawyers were like, nah, you can't do that. That's too high. But So, here's what he settled on as his request, what he wanted to do. Check this out. $6 million. $420,969.96. Okay, that's an important number in this story. This is how he wanted to do it. Have the 420 in there and add the 69 in there. He says, I just think it's a good number. I think it actually ac accurately reflects my place in the salary structure relative to other athletes, right? He goes back and forth in arbitration. He finally settles on this number that doesn't have any drug references. Drug references, and this comes from Jeff Passan of Yahoo, right? He goes uh, in arbitration. He's going for six point five two five, and he wins the case. But he still just wants the six point four twenty million, right? Um, so what he decides to do, and this is where it gets amazing. He decides to give away the difference. Okay, it's going to be like around $100,000. He's going to give it away in a campaign that he is calling, get this, he's really harping on it, the 69 Days of Giving. Okay, what he is going to do is he is going to give $420.69 to a charity of choice for the next 69 days. This is going to total something like $98,000 that he's giving away, right? And then you, he's paying somebody to like, you know, help administ administer the contest and the website and stuff like that for the, with the rest of the, like, the difference of his arbitration money. All right. Uh, 
Jeff Passan in, in, in the article, they call it benevolent trolling. Bauer goes, I'm just trying to give it to charity, man. I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I have the ability to do that. I have the means to do that. I'm in a good spot, and I can use my platform to spread stuff that I'm passionate about. He made a video on Twitter. I, um, I retweeted that joint. It is very funny. Um, you got to check it out. Trevor Bauer is my new favorite um, Stats Over Beats honoree. Um, so you got to check that out. And you also got to nominate what charity. Let me know on Twitter at Spit and Speeds. What charity should we suggest? He's taken, you know, suggestions on where he's going to donate his $420.69. So we got to let him know. And if we get some good ideas, we got to uh, definitely holler at him from the Stats Over Beats Cypher. All right, check it out. When we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. We're going to get into football just a little bit. We're going to keep putting the fun in functional sports radio. We'll tell you how to, you know, stay locked in. Big sports news, big news out of the Fantasy Sports Network as well. We'll talk about that real quick all that and more come back check it out it's the uh, fantasy freestyle right here on the fantasy sports network you know what it is dave martinez speeds the spitting statistician let's go have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the fantasy sports radio network app download it now to your phone we promise no weird viruses no strange tracking things just 24 hours a day seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Freestyle here in the Fantasy Sports Network. Dave Martinez, Spitz Statistician, Stable Genius, Vocal Minority of the Fantasy Sports Network. You know, <laughs> I guess that's getting challenged right now by our boy Craig Carton, who's coming in. Carton and friends, yo, doing big things. Mornings, 9 to 1, making it happen with my man, the Fantasy Executive. Got Michelle Serpico there as well. They're doing big things in the morning. You know, Speed's bringing it to you, you know, in the in the later parts of the day. You know what I mean? Sometimes on Tuesday, you're going to get us uh, from Rock and Riley's Studio 34 at the happy hour, as we, as we usually do it with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. But big shout out to uh, Carton and Friends making it pop on, on the network. But if you're, uh, if you're down with Fantasy Sports Network, then you know about DKMS as well. And I got to tell you, every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible do- bone marrow donor within their family. That's how you can help. If you go to DKMS.org fantasy, Sign up. You can register as a donor. It, it 
They'll send you a swab kit. All you got to do, it takes like one minute. You swab the insides of your cheek. That's it. And then DKMS will try to match you with a person in need of a donation. The process is easy. And best of all, you can actually save someone's life. You know, on the Fantasy Sports Network, we're talking about things in fantasy. My fantasy basketball team, my DFS lineup, my fantasy, my fantasy football draft, right? My dynasty. This is in real life. You can save someone's life, not in fantasy, quite literally. Go to DKMS.org slash fantasy f-n-t-s-y to see how you can help all right let's keep it moving here on the fantasy freestyle with your boy the spitting statistician i want to talk about the nfl right now we're in this kind of malaise okay everybody is kind of getting into their corners okay and preparing for the draft we've had pro days and combines now everyone's getting ready for the draft which will be in about four weeks we're gonna bring it to you hot on the fantasy sports network you know how we do it you know how we did it last year as well me Corey parson the fantasy executive it was mike blewett holding it down my man emery hunt he is the glitch in the system the czar of the playbook he's doing big things here with the fantasy sports network as well we had a good old time breaking it down for you hopefully we'll be able to do it again bringing it to you live and direct for the nfl draft later on this month but now you know the free agency wave has settled in the teams have making some trades you're in the you're in the point of time when you can't believe much of anything that is coming out of any organization everyone is in the greatest shape of his life everyone you know they want to work out a deal you know the the franchise tags have passed everything is kind of settled in now for the draft right and the one thing that we are hearing that is big in the NFL right now is the New York Giants and Odell Beckham I think the chasm between them is widening okay you're hearing a lot of stuff at these owners meetings from from John Mara and this is not an owner that talks very much okay this is this is one of these quote-unquote blue blood franchises you know what I mean so when you hear him say things like um, he's tired of Odell's antics. When you hear things like he's on the team right now at that kind of qualifier, when you hear him say, no, he's not on the trading block, but at the same time here, nobody is untradeable, you know, I'm starting to put some things together. And I really think that part of this, listen, they got this JPP trade already happened to try to get better in like the second, the third round. Um, and they have the number two pick. So I'm thinking they might be getting serious offers for this number two pick from a team that wants to hop up, hop over the New York Jets for a quarterback. And remember, think about this. If you flip the number two overall and you flip Odell Beckham, you might be able to get a boatload of picks. We've heard the Rams out there with two picks. We've heard the Bills out there with two picks. You know, so you would be able to get a whole haul like what the Cleveland Browns did when they were playing Moneyball. You know what I mean? And that is very, very interesting. So keep your eye on that. It's looking to me like they are priming the pump for this to actually happen. You know, trial balloons in the media and whatnot just to see. And the other thing that really came out of this, and we t- we touched on it on a previous episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. But this idea of now what they're calling, I thought at first it was just a targeting rule, kind of like in the NCAA. But they're, now they're saying like just lowering head to make contact. There's a 15-yard penalty and, and a potential ejection. And what they, the part that I thought was, you know, really a gift and a curse is that they're saying that this is not just like tackling. And this is not just free safeties coming over the middle. This is offensive players, running backs, lowering their shoulder. 
of lowering their head going through the line. They're saying this is linemen in the trenches leading with their head, lowering their head to make con contact. They are literally saying these are tacklers, ball carriers, linemen. They showed videotape of the Ryan Shazier hit, you know, I mean... They are serious about this, but my problem with this, and, and, and they're trying to match it up with, say, like, the NCAA language around the targeting, and hopefully it trickles down all the way to, you know, high schools, um, youth football, right? But my thing is this. You are... I, I like it in the long run, because they have to, as the, as the league is now saying, get the head out of the game, you know, and get the... Get the uh, CTE and the concussions and the, and the head trauma out of the game and listen and understand how how to tackle and how to play this game in a heads up way they're doing a lot more now with that and I think that's good okay but at the same time what I'm telling you is in the short term and this is why it is a theme for you guys on the stats overbeat cipher to look for in this next year coming up this is kind of what we've been doing all all episode i've been telling you the themes in major league baseball where it be the shift where it be the the ball itself and the, the home run launch angle stuff or in the nfl this is going to be a theme of lowering the head to make contact um yeah it's good in the long run but in the short term what we are going to see in the 2018 nfl season is a huge spike in penalties okay this is going to be called you know how they say you can call holding on every play you're gonna see this potentially um, flooding the games to a point where it interrupts the flow of the game to the point where it makes games longer exactly what we are not wanting to see and I, that is a real danger how are you gonna tell if this is linemen ball carriers a fullback making a block are you kidding me if they actually adhere to this and implement this and adjudicate this in the way that it is described it is going to be a dramatic shift in the short term um, in terms of slowing the game in terms of penalties and here's the other thing it's going to do it is going to because you are trying to effectively like you say take the head out of the game it is going to change the way you play defense so that tackling is now you're not going up around the head you're not going up around the neck which is exactly what you want but you know what the ripple effect is you know what the byproduct of that is you are going lower on the body to tackle you know what that means that means goodbye ACL that means goodbye meniscus that is what we are effectively trading in we are effectively trading in concussions for ACLs and if the NFL is okay doing that and thinks that they could claim that that is in fact player safety we have to pump the brakes and realize that there will be ripple effects in the same way I asked a long time ago in a poll question would you rather your favorite player have an ACL tear or a head injury and we and we swallowed gulped and admitted that it was a head injury because he'd be back in a, in a week whereas an ACL it's a season okay this conversation is going to change if they f do this all right, but I think it's interesting that they're trying to say that this is under player safety, and I think it's also two-faced because of another thing I want to tell you guys on the stats overbeat cipher. Okay, you know how they have that concussion settlement? Well, there is now um, a lot more details coming about about how that's being administered, and it doesn't seem to seem like the uh, NFL has the same heart around this issue when you look at it through this way. You know, the players who made the claims on the class action lawsuit on concussions that they won, right? So, check this out. Out of the 1,700 
or so claims that have been made in the first year of the settlement, only, only, uh, only six have been paid out. 1,100 of them. People cited dementia in these claims. 1,100 people, only six have been paid out. The league model, when they unveiled this, said that they thought about 400, 500 would have been paid out by now. Six have. And you know, and what they have is this whole crazy loophole system bureaucracy. There is a third-party um, organization that like implements it, right? And But there's some clause that the league can, can um, look for a review. And then if that review goes against them, they can appeal it. You know, so they can keep on kicking the can down the road, okay? The league has demanded an audit which is that first step for half of the claims so far, okay? And 20% of then those have been denied, okay? And it, it's and they, they, they describe it as like a black hole, quote-unquote. This is the, says the lawyer, uh, the lawyer for the players. His name is Gene Locks. He represents something like over 1,000 of the players who want to try to push this forward. But there is instead, you know, this kind of what he describes as black hole. There's, there's cases where people have... Um, Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's. After multiple brain scans, they have all the documentation they need. The, the claim will be originally approved by this third-party firm that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, administering the program, right? Then the NFL wants an audit, right? This goes, then this delays it, and regardless of how it comes, and some of them go the NFL's favor, regardless how it goes, they can still ask for a, uh, you know, appeal it, you know? And, and, and this is the process that they're into. How can they say that they care about player safety when they're just going to trade knee ligaments for brains and the brains that they've already burned, they're not helping out? That's what I'm asking. They're just trading in body parts, but they're not helping. There's literally over a thousand players that are in this situation. A thousand players have filed claimed. Six have been paid out in the first year. Hashtag all brains matter. Now, if the, if the players were serious, this is something they could, like, you know, take to the PA, take to the negotiating table. But they're not going to do that. But they're not going to do that. But this is where, this is, as you know, if you listen to the stats will be cipher, this is something we are going to continue to talk about. We are continue going to, you know, serve the watchdog privilege of the fourth estate that has broadened in this cutting the cord way to the stats over beat cipher, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on iHeartRadio, whether it be on Spotify, whatever it is, everywhere you can get and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. We're going to keep the NFL accountable on this issue. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it's not only us. There's 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 other people out there. This is a big thing. Check this out. I'll, I'll leave you guys with this today. Um, there is a new CTE study starting in Arizona where there's an Arizona company looking to um, test for CTE biomarkers in living patients. Okay, I think this is very interesting. Our, our boy, uh, certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe, came on the show and started talking about these blood markers and things like this. Well, this company is looking for biomarkers in living patients. Okay, and there's a lot of NFL players out there in Arizona. This is an independent company. They say, quote, unquote, um, this is ground zero for the launch of really important study. This is uh, Solomon Wilcox. He's part of like a players council, some panel that they've convened out there. Okay, quote, if there is ever a time to have a call to action, this would be it. This is where the rubber meets the road. It's a tremendous number of uh, NFL players in the Phoenix area. Sub submitting to this, um, 
to be part of this new study. So this is something else we're going to keep an eye on. We're going to probably ask our boy Thomas Lowe to come back on the show, you know, and, and talk about this in terms of these biomarkers. But I think it's so interesting how the NFL is talking out of both sides of their hind parts when it comes to this. You know, thinking about so how much they care, try to adjudicate it and, 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 and force it out of the game in the rules of the game, making it harder to play defense and creating ripple effects that we don't know about, yet they are not taking care of their veterans who suffer from CTE and, and Alzheimer's and early dementia um, in, 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 in the hundreds and in the thousands. And, and, and that's, that's what we have to deal with here. Okay, so we're going to keep an eye on this, but check it out. When we, uh, when we come back next week, early next week, when we're back in Studio 34, um, we're going you know, to have fun. We're going to talk about some players that uh, are taking different routes of working their way back into the NFL. We're going to talk about big-time takeaways from you know, the first weekend of the baseball season. We'll continue our rapping athletes. We'll look back at March Madness being crowned. All that and more with the Stats Over Beats Cypher. Um, check us out on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Remember to answer the poll question of the best one-two combination in all of Major League Baseball. Is it the Yankees, Sluggers, Giancarlo Stanton, who went off early on for the Yankees? Nice little debut for Giancarlo Stanton. Or is it the pitchers in Washington? Is it Thor and DeGrom out there in New York? Or is it the um, double play combo for the World Series champ Houston Astros, Correa and Altuve? Um, don't forget, really help me out over here. If you are uh, part of the Stats Over Beat site, if you want to help out the Spitting Statistician, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, big things. I'll see you early next week. Tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, follow me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. You know what it is. We're going to have a lot of fun as we get into this baseball season. I hope you've done fantasy baseball-wise as well. That cash spring has sprung, and I am excited about it. Hope you are as well. Again, that here is the Spin Stack Session. Stable genius and vocal minority. The boy, down.